Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August 22nd, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, in the podcast feed over the weekend, I had an interview, my second in the past, like, six-ish months with John Riddle. This time, we spoke about Titanic off-Broadway, in which he plays uh, Cal, the upper-crust, snobby asshole, I guess I can go ahead and say it, yeah. uh, that is engaged to Rose, the Kate Winslet part. Played by um, Billy we, Zane in the in Titanic. In the movie. Yeah. Yes, before he lost all his hair. I, True. I sympathize with him. Um, we talked a lot about how, like, Titanic is just so much fun and it's insane to perform and how actors regularly break um, and how much fun it is and how different it is from doing Phantom, which he is still technically a part of. They Phantom gave him mm. leave to go do Titanic. He will be returning to Phantom shortly. Um, despite the fact that the show is extending off-Broadway uh, at, at Asylum Theater. But really fun conversation, and I hope people will um, check that out. And then also go back and listen to the previous episode when we talked more about Phantom, since he is going back into and that one. Then go back and listen to them both again in tandem. Yes, back-to-back, back-to-back. Yeah. Do them in rap. Um, Ooh, uh. Then then on Sunday, uh, Peter, James, and Michael talked about a whole host of things in uh, this week's This Week on Broadway. So check both of those out. You can get them, of course, in the Patreon feed before you can get them anywhere else at patreon.com slash broadwayradio. All right, Ashley, let's start off the news by talking about a story that was, at least to me, like pretty surprising when I first read the headline, uh, but probably shouldn't have been surprising no. like in retrospect. But on Friday, it was reported, I saw it first from Forbes's Mark Hirschberg, that Tony nominee Laura Osnes and her husband, photographer Nathan Johnson, had filed a lawsuit against the New York Post for defamation over an article that was published a year ago this month. Uh, it was August 12th of 2021. Um, it was written by Ian Moore and Ollie Coleman that claimed that the Cinderella and Bandstand star had been fired from a concert production of Crazy For You because she refused to be vaccinated. Now, the article also claimed that a co-star in the concert, and they never said who the co-star was, but at the time it was believed to be leading man Tony Yazbek, had been particularly outspoken about Asnes not being vaccinated and had mm-hmm. even confronted her about that. Um, at the time, shortly thereafter, um, Asnes claimed that rather than being fired, she was told that she would need to be vaccinated in order to continue with the concert and voluntarily withdrew without drama and that no co-stars had confronted her about the situation. Again, shortly after the article was initially published, Asnes responded on social media by saying that the venue for the concert, Guildhall in East Hampton, New York, was allowed allowing its employees to either be vaccinated or show proof of a negative test, which she was more than willing to do. She said she had been doing that every day for months, um, but she had not been given that opportunity. Now, just to be clear, from contemporary reporting, I don't believe that Guildhall was actually involved in the production of the concert. They were the venue. The venue, Uh, yeah. So the company behind it, and remember, they had long been trying to make a Broadway production of Crazy For You with Yazbek and Asnes, Mm -hmm. so I would imagine this is was part of that. So the production company or whoever was fronting the money for this probably had different rules in place or things could have changed. So this is not necessarily a right. guild hall 
changing its rules because they wanted to pressure Osnes in some way or another. No, I mean, if you think back to the time, I mean, this was a year ago, approximately mm-hmm. today, uh, think back about how quickly rules were changing then and how quickly guidelines sure. were changing. It, anything could have been the case. Yeah. Anyway, Osnes is seeking at least $5 million in damages, saying that the Post's, quote, libelous content a conduct has caused and continues to cause her disgrace and humiliation, harm to her professional and personal reputation, <sighs> mental anguish, and emotional distress. Now, mm. to go with the professional side of things, mm. since this came out, Asnes was removed from the Disney Princess concert tour, which yeah. she had originally been one of the creators of, mm-hmm. and was replaced in concert performances of Bonnie and Clyde in London earlier this year, opposite her original Broadway co-star, Jeremy Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Forbes, she is now singing three times per week at a musical circus show in Nashville, where she and Johnson have relocated. She also recently teased on social media that she would be releasing an EP with songs focused on the past year of her life. Asnes said last year, to kind of explain why she refused to get vaccinated, she said, quote, I believe individuals have the right to do research, consult a doctor, and come to their own conclusions before deciding whether or not to get any injection. There is so much that is still unknown. Someday, perhaps, we will feel more confident in the research to consider a different position. Every soul is entitled to live according to their convictions and work without being publicly ostracized. Now, Ashley, you and I have... Ostracized. uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well... We've been pretty hard on Asnes over the past year for this situation, but I will say that if the Post got the details of her departure from the Crazy For You concert wrong, and that it was relatively amicable and drama-free, yeah, yeah, and the tabloid was simply amping up the tension to to drive clicks, which is clearly something that they are wont to do given their history. The New York Post would not be surprising. Right. I do think that they should be held accountable in some form, whether it's $5 million worth or not. I I don't know. That's not for me to decide, but... It is clear that Asnes's career has been damaged or changed because of that reporting. And again, I don't know what the reporting is true or not. But if it is not true, then I think she probably has some sort of claim here, whether we agree with her ultimate decision or not. Um so it's a it's a messy situation. There's it no is. real winners. But because of who the post is and how Asis's career trajectory has changed since that report, this does feel like it was kind of inevitable uh, one way or the other. It, you know, however it comes out and who's actually yeah. on the right side of this. Perhaps nobody's on the right side of this, but That's, some sort of legal yeah. situation is probably was going to happen no matter what. I think that's probably the case is that no one's right here. And I, it, you know, it always seems like defamation is the easiest thing to kind of sue for because everyone kind of yeah. will. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they messed up intentionally so and it has cost her jobs, then she does have a right to sue. The thing is here, and I think what they're going to end up arguing is, uh, would this have happened to her career anyway? If she was constantly refusing mm-hmm. to get vaccinated for yeah. jobs that uh, most, as far as I know, have required vaccination, not just COVID tests. At least on Broadway, yeah. At least on Broadway. Um, so that, and I think as far as touring stuff goes too, I mean, she might have the upper hand there because she was one of the creators, yeah. but yeah, I feel like this was inevitable. <laughs> I've, you know, of course the New York Post contributed to the fire, whether it was factual or libel, 
But if she wasn't going to get vaccinated and trying to perform in shows that required it, she wasn't going to get the jobs anyway. Yeah, I look, here's the thing. I I feel like we've kind of turned the corner on a lot of this stuff as yeah. a country in, in terms of like who's vaccinated, who's not at this yeah. point. For better or it's worse. Not, right, exactly. At this point, it's not changing. Yeah. Like, at this point, the people who are vaccinated are vaccinated. The people yeah. who are not, nothing you're going to say is going to make them get vaccinated at this point. We don't know. I, as far as I know, I don't follow Laura Asis on social media, so I don't know. I, I don't believe I've heard anything about her being vaccinated. I feel like if she had said that publicly, we would have heard about we it. We wouldn't have uh, gotten that statement so recently if she had since gotten vaccinated. The yeah, everyone, no. ha- everyone has their right to choose, blah, blah, well, blah. Well, to like, be mm-hmm. fair, I got that. That was from like post this article this this was this was from back last fall but um i mean she's right in the fact that like everybody has the right to make the decisions based off of their convictions Mm -hmm. however those types of decisions come with consequences both personal and professional so yeah look I, you know, I, I don't know Laura Osnes. I, I know plenty of people who do know her and have multiple different uh, opinions of her as a person outside of the persona she puts on for professional purposes. I don't think that she's a horrible human being. I, I don't know that to be a fact, but like, it sucks to see anybody's career thrown away like this. When it was something that could have easily been preventable. Now, I'm not talking about the Post article because the Post article is the Post. Yeah, and 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 I feel bad because I do think she's immensely talented, and I would have loved to have seen her continue to to do Broadway shows for years and decades to come because she was on the path to be one of the leading ladies of Broadway. Whatever you think of her specific talents um, and where they might be better or, or 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 lacking in certain departments, like she had a pretty marked, um career trajectory to follow in a path of like a Sutton Foster, you know, to where she would have been totally. one of those people who, and look, I've got multiple Hallmark movies with her on it, sitting on my DVR that I taped during the, the, the Christmas in July that I haven't watched because I All feel torn about it. Well, yes, but that's, that's a, that's <laughs> a feature, not a bug. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, I hate that this has happened to her, even though I've realized that it is her, her own doing. Definitely. I just, because like, it's like, this sucks. Like, you did, it didn't have to be this. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stand. I mean, if you're making your own choices here, then you have to kind of accept the consequence of your choices. There's something else that's been going on uh, very publicly in the sports world at the moment, in NFL, where it's obviously not the same thing. But no, it is no, no, no. The, the comments behind it is, well, should someone lose their job? Should they be ostracized and removed from society forever? And it's like, well, being being a professional football player is not society. Like being a Broadway star is not society. It's your profession. Correct. And if you're not engaging in doing the same things that everyone else is doing within your profession for the good of everyone else in your profession and also outside of it, then no, you're not entitled to your career. Yeah. The Deshaun Watson situation is is obviously very different which as i assume is what you're talking about because that is you know potentially criminal um and why that works through legal situations but Mm -hmm. yeah but you know i i think this whole situation sucks like i am not necessarily a a big laura osnes defender or was never a, a huge super fan but like it just sucks that this had to happen and if the post did 
inaccurately report things, they should be held accountable, but we will certainly see what happens with this. Now, after that story, I'm a little hesitant to go into this one because it is based on reporting (laughs) from the New York Post's Johnny Olexinski. I generally try to avoid anything from the Post as they are a tabloid known for trading in specious gossip and playing fast and loose with the truth, which we just talked about. But I have heard many of the same things as to what's in this article, so... Here we go, I guess. The Post is reporting that despite pretty bad reviews, The Devil Wears Prada musical is still planning to come to New York, but that producer Kevin McCollum has been bringing out experienced musical theater directors to help provide feedback on the show. Many of them have come out to Chicago during its run, including Jerry Mitchell. The show is currently being directed by Tony winner Anna D. Shapiro, a Chicago stalwart from the Seven Wolf Theater Company, mm-hmm. won a Tony Award for August Osage County, but, as you can imagine from Steppenwolf in August Osage County, known more for her work in plays than musicals. Apparently, there has been a lot of discussion about what to do with the Miranda Priestly character in the show, played by the practically perfect Tony winner Beth Level. The part, as we discussed in the reviews for the shows, I think it was Grace and I um, did the review roundup for this, uh, the, the part has very little singing, which is insane because you have Beth yeah. Level. The bulk of the songs go to Taylor Amon Jones as Andy and Javier Munoz as Nigel, both great performers. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, not necessarily a bad thing, but... No, 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 no. Absolutely not. But the Post sources say, quote, and this is something that I think will be right up your alley and you'll be able to uh, appreciate this more than anybody else... It's a show that imagines what would happen if you took all of Max Bialystok's songs out of the producers <laughs> and instead gave eight numbers to Ula. So, Ooh, which I'm, I'm yeah. guessing is the Nigel part here. Um, perhaps anticipating this article, a press rep for the show told Broadway Briefing that The Devil Wears Prada grossed just shy of $6 million in its 36 performances in Chicago, which would translate, translate roughly to like $1.3 million over an eight-show week. Those numbers make the show one of the top-selling world premiere events in Broadway and Chicago's history. They are often in out-of-town tryout locations, so that is something to be said. Ashley, we've talked about this throughout the run and the Mm lead-up to this show, that we love practically everybody involved in this project. But it does seem like, despite all of the incredible individual parts, there is just something missing in the final product at this point. Yeah, the sum of the parts is all wrong here. The parts are excellent and you know love all of these people that are involved i don't a hundred percent understand how you screw up devil wears prada but at the same time i do because it is such it's got such a chokehold on the culture (laughs) like it's such a beloved movie it's pretty perfect as is so to bring it to the stage you better have something new to either say or new to do with it and it sounds like from what i've seen because i haven't gone through most of the reviews have just kind of gotten you know the the summary the bullet points of it all and also heard from people who saw it it seems like they didn't do anything with it and also lost the best parts about it which i i just don't understand understand how you do that it's it can be and is such a fun and camp project to work on and you have all these people who can do that well and you just lost it all so i mean i hope before it gets to broadway it gets a generous overhaul because i want to see it and i want to love it it's one of my favorite movies um and everyone in here in the show and working on the show is spectacular i don't know how you uh, make 
a show with these stars and not put everything you have into it to make it exceptional. Yeah. We will see what happens. Um, it is still plugging away with plans to come to New York at a Nederlander theater to be named later. So we yeah. will see what ends up happening. All right, Ashley, let's take a moment real quick to step away from the news and talk about our sponsor for this week today, Tix. I don't know if you heard, but I have Ooh. decided to forego only coming to New York one more time this year in December, <laughs> and yeah. I have decided to come twice, oh, um, both in November and December. So Boy. while it's not... Well, there's just so many good things. I don't yeah. have a choice. Yeah. And we'll talk just about something that choice. I did. Yeah, we'll talk about something that I did offline um, okay. that you will be interested in. But uh, as I start getting closer to things, one of the places that I will be going to make sure that I have all of the tickets to all of the shows that I want to see is Today Ticks. You can see so many live shows there. Then you can get pretty much anywhere else in one location. They make it so easy to get tickets because they have amazing prices for theater, concerts, cabaret, uh, comedy, and so much more. It is a one-stop shop for theater tickets with the best value to Broadway and beyond. All you have to do is download the app or visit todaytakes.com and find a show that you want to see, and you can get tickets easier than ever. With the app, you can check out in 30 seconds and have your tickets on your phone with ease. If you're like Matt and just cannot stay away from New York and just doesn't want to move here, you can book your tickets months in advance, even day of if you're feeling spontaneous. They give you access to exclusive pre sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows and day of discounted tickets. They're doing a back to school sale right now, mm-hmm. too, including like Death of a Salesman, which is, like tickles me. But I mean, Phantom, Aladdin, pretty much anything that you can think of. Um, I've, of course, been looking at it constantly for Into the Woods tickets, especially with the new cast coming up, because I can't help myself, and I will be back, damn it. But it's not just for Broadway. It's not just for the West End. You can find tickets in cities across the country and around the world. That includes Chicago, as well as Los Angeles, D.C., San Francisco, Sydney, and more. See that show you've always wanted to see, or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code BROADWAY to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code BROADWAY at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time in case you need to write it down, todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code BROADWAY. All right, Ashley, let's run through some real quick show and casting news that we got over the past few days. Let's start off in Dumbo at St. Anne's Warehouse, who announced their 2022-2023 season of always interesting and unique works from around the world. From September 14th through October 7th, St. Anne's Warehouse and The Walk Productions will co-produce Little Amal Walks New York City. Amal is a character that originated in the immersive show The Jungle, which played multiple places around the world, including St. Anne's warehouse back in 2018 Mm -hmm. um which we're going to talk about the jungle here in a second actually this one is an epic journey and a public art art project of unprecedented scale a mall designed by handspring puppet company is coming to new york after journeying 5,000 miles from the turkish syrian border across europe including most recently ukraine into new york and it will it will travel to all five boroughs in 17 days and be part of 55 events 
Then Emma Rice and her company Wise Children bring the uh, the U.S. premiere of their production of Weathering Heights to St. Anne's Warehouse October 14th through November 6th. And then St. Anne's Warehouse presents the U.S. premiere of Gina Moxley's Punk-Infused The Patient Gloria, a collaboration with the Dublin-Ireland-based company Pan Pan. That'll run from November 16th through December 4th. It's directed by John Mickleduff, and The Patient Gloria sends up three approaches to psychotherapy, an influential 1965 series of training films that were never supposed to be seen oh, by God. the public. And then in the winter spring of 2023, The Jungle will return to St. Anne's oh, Warehouse. Nice. I saw the show there. I sat on the floor. It was basically you're living in a refugee camp. Uh, it was fascinating. It was challenging. It was difficult, but I loved it. And I'm so glad it's coming back. And then in the spring, acclaimed film director Mira Nair uh, adapts her own beloved film 2022's Monsoon Wedding as a musical theater production, <laughs> which will come to St. Anne's in May. May monsoon wedding surrounds the lead up to an elaborate wedding in, in in Delhi, an arranged marriage precariously beset by modern tensions as members of the bride and groom to be's families convene from all parts of the world. Fascinating monsoon wedding, great film. We'll be interested to oh, see yeah. how this translate Very into much so. a film. That's a, a musical, rather. What did I say? A film. <laughs> Oh, well, we already know what it's like as yeah, a film, so what exactly. am I talking about? Anyway, um, so let's get into some of the things that are becoming to Rattlestick Playwrights Theater this year. There will be a new show called Season Jam, which is uh, actually kind of like looking at the first glimpses of the new works in the season. It'll be hosted by Jesse Eisenberg. Um, that'll happen on September 14th. It'll be both in person and via live stream. So you can kind of see everything that is coming in the season. Excellent. The main stem productions will start in November and run into December with the get, which is by Libba Vanberg and directed by Daniela Topple. We'll let you read more about all of these so we can run through them. Then February and March of 2023 will be Amani by AK Payne and directed by Josiah Davis and is produced in partnership with the National Black Theater. Then in June of 2023, the Global Forms Theater Festival is a -a one-of-a-kind annual theater festival presented in partnership with New York Theater Salon and dedicated to showcasing the work of international and immigrant theater artists living and created in the U.S. So we'll have more information about all of that and more from Rattlestick in the show notes. And then finally in this section, it was announced last week that Grease, the movie, the original movie, will be returning to theaters around the country actually started on Friday and will be continuing to run um, for at least a week or so in honor of the passing of Olivia Newton-John. Check Mm. your um, local theaters to see where and when it'll be playing in your area. One dollar from each ticket purchase will go to um, the theaters, uh, different charitable organizations specifically looking to support uh, cancer organizations in honor of Newton-John. All right, and finally, I have two kind of new preview sneak peeks of upcoming cast albums. The first is the a behind-the-scenes look at the recording of the cast album for a a show that you and I saw together, but not together. Yeah, speaking of of Rattlestick, or someone ended up instead. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, (laughs) Never mind. uh, It's it. A commercial jingle for Regina Comet. Great show. We both loved it. Um, you yeah. can get a behind-the-scenes look at the cast recording. And then the upcoming uh, Broadway show Almost Famous released a cut from its cast album. Um, and it is The Nighttime Skies Got Nothing on You. Um, and this features the always phenomenal Soleil Pfeiffer 
and yes. the new um, the new star of the show who is replacing Colin Donnell. I believe his name is Chris Cook. He was Monel on uh, on Supergirl and is now Melissa Benoist's of real course. life husband. Um, the song here, I like the music. I like okay. the hook. I like the hook. The lyrics, though, are Chris Wood, not Chris Cook. Ah. Um, Chris Cook, I think, was on American Idol. Oh, um, the music is really good. The hook is great. The lyrics. Not so much. Leave, yeah, leave a little to be desired. Um, mm. But we'll see what happens with the rest of the album. We'll see what happens when it is on stage. Um, love Soleil Pfeiffer. And so oh, yeah. glad that she is finally ga- making her Broadway debut. Get her moment, finally. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Monday. And we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>